Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. Glenn Power is here from GT Auto Center, but we also have Esther manning the phone lines. And in case Esther cannot answer the, the, the heaving number of calls coming in, Benji is also here. We've got a full studio of people. This is amazing. Nightline rocks. It's, it's just that simple. Welcome to the program. Good evening. Good <laughs> it's to great be back. To, yeah, it's great to have you here. Um, so a whole bunch of stuff going on. Got texts that are, have come through from the weekend. People mm. realize, look, I want to get on the top of your list. You can also email through Nightline at Dubaii1038.ae. Put you on the top of the show notes for the show. But you can also text through, call through this evening. We're here uh, doing this segment of the program for an hour, and then we jump into Tech Talk. So lots of good stuff going on. Mm. Uh, it, what's going on in the, in the shop these days? What's, what's the big fix that's coming in? <sighs> wiper blades. Ooh. Yeah, wiper blades. Yep. It's rained again, hasn't it? So yeah, yeah. everybody realized that they actually do need the wiper blades changing. <laughs> <laughs> We're not just trying to sell them for making a bit more money. Um, but yeah, wiper blades these last few days. And uh, surprisingly, people saying, oh, I didn't even realize they did not not just not clear the screen. They didn't actually move. Well, that's another one. You, <laughs> that's you, a problem. I, this is something that I find really interesting. So when you look at the old school technique that wipers work with, I mean, there yeah. are motors, of course, yeah. but often the two wipers are connected by a, a physical arm. Mm-hmm. In, un, underneath or behind the dash, they, the, the motor works unless they're both on independent motors, which is kind of weird. Mm. But usually, I think, at least based on the old vehicles that I drive that are 10 years old, there's the motor and then there's something that, that synchronizes both arms. Yeah. And what's really interesting is on many cars, that, that piece that synchronizes the arms is plastic. Yeah. If, and, if that isn't plastic, the bushes that hold it onto yeah. the motor are, yeah. And I'm thinking... Who designed this? It, <laughs> first of all, they could be used quite a bit in some some cases, but in other cases, like here, it gets really hot. That thing breaks. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had a very similar conversation with a colleague of mine. He's the guy who taught me when I was in the UK. Okay. Uh, he taught my me through my apprenticeship with uh, Volkswagen, and I said to him, "Who designed this thermostat housing?" And we had a car in, and every time I won't mention the car, the model, or the brand. Yeah. Every single one, thermostat housing breaks, and it's plastic, yeah. and it's right in the middle of the V of the engine, the hottest part of the yeah. engine. And it's like, well, that's going to break. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> inevitable. Design that. Yeah. He came to the conclusion that no engineer would design that, and I agreed with him. It must have been a cost-saving yeah. exercise. And, and they figured, uh, hey, it's heat-resistant plastic. Yeah. It's going to work. It'll be okay. Or yeah. the life expectancy for at some point you're going to change something else. Yeah. And, hey, they'll notice it's a crack and then they'll mm. fix that. Too. That's cheaper than aluminium. Yeah. Let's just use that. And so, lighter. Uh, It'd be lighter. Yeah. So I guess it's the same yeah. issue with the with the wiper linkages. Well, the last time I had a wiper linkage issue, because I have had one, that's why I know about this, mm. is uh, I had it custom made because, oh, they wanted to bring in the wiper linkage mm. and they couldn't get one in. So they, they basically looked at the linkage and said, well, we can make one of those. And so they did, out yeah. of metal. Yeah, just make one. <laughs> yeah. They're normally straightforward, just yeah, straight yeah. pieces. As long as you can get them to fit together, then yeah. That's it. So, yeah. 
Well, that's interesting. And I guess people are noticing, well, people do use wipers, though, to clean their windscreens. I guess some people do. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're spoiled here, aren't we? We go and yeah. fill up with petrol, and we don't get out of the car, and then someone comes and knocks on the window, right. sweating. And, you know, they're just obviously having a really hard time, and then they'll offer to clean your glass for you. Right. And then you're getting groceries, and they're cleaning your, your car yeah, for you as well. Yeah, so, so it's... It, some people, like I say, and, and this was a... Uh, the guy, the guy that had the issue with his wipers not actually moving, said to me, "Oh, they must have done that at the last workshop when I uh, <laughs> when I had the um, windscreen changed, and they've had to take it off to get the trims off to do the screen." And I was like, "Oh, okay. When was that?" It's like six months ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> you haven't used your windshield wipers in six so, months. Yeah, and the, the, wow. basically what had happened is they just hadn't put a nut back on, yeah. so the arm wasn't connected to the. So a simple nut. lesson for everyone: just do the once around with your vehicle periodically. Make sure things yep. are working, and you know, if you go in for some repairs, do 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 the walk around of your vehicle yeah. just to make sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, if you pick your car up after you've paid money to whoever it is, me or anybody, you know feel free to go and check it with a fine tooth comb make sure yeah. you get your money's worth and nothing's happened that shouldn't absolutely and, yeah. and i think you know as a, a workshop you're you're not unhappy if somebody does that because it's showing they're taking a little bit of pride in their vehicle and hey they're paying good money exactly. so you expect it yeah and, they went to work for that money so yeah and obviously you've got the service manager who's you know yourself who's walking around and doing the double check uh, to make sure did we put everything back where it needs to be is there any uh, you know damage that's been done in the process because you don't you, you treat it like your own vehicle so. yeah my attitude towards that kind of thing changed uh, when i was in the uk we used to have a lot of uh, customers that were we everyone knew the name everyone knew which registration number their car was and everyone was like oh this guy checks his oil level after the service and yeah. he'll, he'll check for any dust or anything on his seats or inside the car and make yeah. sure you've got everything in there and it used to be sort of sort of not despise that's a heavy hard word to use but it was like oh i, I just really didn't want to yeah. work on anyone's car like that but then now like you say it's it's nice to see and you know the wry smile that comes on their face when they realize yeah these guys have done a good job again yeah. but they'll check again next time we do yeah, it a hundred yeah. times and they'll check again and and look if they ever find out we're in the wrong we'll be hands up and sorry about that your next one's on us yeah so uh, but no it's good it, it, it is like you say um good to see people having pride in their car we we had a message over the weekend from ben who's uh has an audi uh a, a cabriolet 2014 and a similar issue that we're seeing from a lot of folks, and this is not usually the time of year this happens, but the fabric on the inside mm. lining of the roof is dangling down, and he's told it is uh, as a res- it's the result of heat. Is there any inexpensive repair besides replacing the whole fabric roof inside and out that can be done? Did you say cabriolet? Yes. Yeah, it's a little bit more involved with a cabriolet than the standard hardtop uh-huh. the hardtop it's still not great you, the, the inexpensive repair doesn't really exist unless you're happy to have glue stains showing through and yeah. no one wants that no nah, and, and it's there's nothing really for the glue to take to because the old um adhesive is behind there and it goes like a powder when it dries out so it just doesn't take so um the, the repair really is to remove the panel and remove the old material and the old glue and reupholster it or in the agency go and get a brand new full complete right. panel um, so yeah that's so, that with a cabriolet a little bit more difficult but there are, there are you know agency not the agency can do it but there are garages that could do a place like yours or others yeah we reupholstered the, the the interior um and yeah it, it's something that 
I don't think there's a workshop in, mm. in the UAE that hasn't got a car in either being repaired or in need of that repair. Yeah. So yeah. so the message ultimately is is talk around, find out from your mm. friends where they're going, are they happy with the service they're getting, has anyone else had that in your group, and and then go and have a chat with the folks who might be able to do it, find out what the price is going to be, yep. uh, ask to see some of their work, look around and and say, you know what, hey, I'm, I'm happy with this, let's go for it. Yeah, mm. I, I think we'd always have one in there that we could say, look, we've done that one. <laughs> there's so many of them. There'd always be one that we could say, yeah, yeah, we did this one, or yeah. we did this one a few weeks ago, or, you know, this is the owner's car, we've already done that. So, um, I mean, yeah. This is a real issue with vehicles, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah. We get this all the time. But it's yeah. It tends to be on the sort of, the more expensive oh, nice. premium vehicles as well, because a lot of it comes down to the, the materials they use. Obviously, they're a bit more insulation on there, so then they tend to absorb a bit more of the mm-hmm. heat, and then... Yeah, there we go. There you go. Yeah. Glenn is here. This is the Car Clinic. Your opportunity to ask your questions begins now. Glenn is here. Car repair is what this is all about, or maintenance, or you know, figuring out what is going on with your vehicle and hopefully offering you some solutions to get two steps ahead when you're knocking on the workshop door. Uh, and this is a, a great one. Uh, Wash Tech has come through, and he says, Hi, gents. I am the proud owner of an Xterra here. I love Xterras. I mean... Hold on a second. Uh, I'm back. That is the vehicle I wanted to own when I moved here in 2000. Oh, and you ended up with two Jeeps. Well, I started off with a um, a Hyundai Galloper because I could afford the Galloper. I couldn't afford the Xterra. Yeah, I bet you couldn't find that Galloper anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) No disrespect, but I bet you can't find that if you went looking for it. <laughs> I did see one a couple of weeks ago in Ashman, <laughs> and I'm thinking it might have been mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, but I, I, to this day, to this day, I would love to own an Xterra. I just, I, I don't know. I just, people say they're a little agricultural, they're a little bouncy, they're leaf springs. I go, I don't know. I just like the look of it. it, it talk about a vehicle that's held its form for 20 years plus. Oh, it's yeah. that vehicle. Oh yeah, they're up there with the 911, aren't they? Yeah. Looks making as, sure they look the same. Looks as good as it ever did. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the, the, enough of me meandering on. There's <laughs> actually a question here, and the question is, how can I remove lime water stains from the hood of this vehicle? You know, the ones you get when water leaks from an indoor car park ceiling mm. onto his wonderful Xterra. I hope it's yellow. <laughs> but can you imagine? It's probably not a dark color, I'm mm. sure. But you, lime stains, what do you do? Is that a buffing situation? Yeah, well, you can start and try and polish it out. You normally have to get in there with a very fine um, grade sandpaper and, and water and try and wet rub that out and then try and polish over that. But if it's gone deep enough through the, the clear coat, then but, but, you might have to repaint the, it. Does the lime penetrate clear coat? It can if it's left on there. And it, it obviously depends if it is if it is lime. Um, it's corrosive, isn't it? So yeah. you've then got a problem. Well, okay, yeah. yeah go. So, uh, yeah, we get that. We, the, the more common than even the indoor car park one is, is just people that park as close to their building as possible at work uh, to try and get some of the shade in the afternoon, but then the AC units drip. Oh, nice. And that's the same sort of problem. Um, and then, yeah, we end up with bonnet and or if they parked it reverse, trunk needing repaint and uh, yeah it does penetrate really quickly so trying it with with wet sand first would would maybe help if it if it does it you can buff it out if not then it'll need going all the way back and then new clear coat and possibly paint so is this something that he's going to be able to do himself or should he head over to his his uh, you know preferred body shop and just say hey guys what do you think i'd get it into a body shop because if it is savable then they'll do it they'll save it 
um, not necessarily knowing exactly what you're doing. And we you know we've got Google and we've got YouTube and all yeah. the other things. But There's some great YouTube videos on yeah, this stuff. But not necessarily knowing exactly what you're doing or perhaps getting 200 grit sandpaper instead of 2,000 grit sandpaper, you've uh, got a big problem and, and it's an easy mistake to make. So you might then make a situation that was savable, unsavable, right. and then okay. you've got a problem. So yeah, it goes from a few hundred to perhaps a thousand or so. So you, you're better off getting it into a body shop. If, you, if you're confident and want to have a go and think, well, what, what's the worst that can happen? I just need to repaint it then. Have a go at it. Why not? So the word to the wise here, make sure that you don't park in places where this is going to happen. You're going to get water leakage on your mm. vehicle because it could stain. It could damage the paint. You eat through the clear coat. Yeah. If you do notice that happening, get it looked at right away. Make sure you move your vehicles so this doesn't continue to happen. Maybe covering the vehicles, another option. Yeah. But it, it, the sooner you deal with it, the better chance you have of not having to take more drastic extreme measures exactly and also try and get a hold or um, at least ask for the information of what kind of paint and clear coat they're using when they do do the repair because then you'll know if it's going to stand up to this kind of stuff because if you park in an indoor car park and there's a leak there's not much you can do right um, so at least you can think well you know what I've got a couple of days there if that happens because I'm using an expensive clear coat that's got the right kind of um, compounds in it that are going to protect you against that because more modern paints do have more of uh, more durability when it comes to this kind of thing but uh-huh. uh, it's not always that that kind of stuff is expensive and, and it's also that time of year when people are getting their vehicles uh, re-registered and if you've got scratches mm. if you've got stickers if you've got peeling clear coat like i had yep. you're going to get nailed by the rta they're yep. not going to pass your vehicle so have that chat, and of course, I I had you know all good faith and hoping that this w- I wasn't going to get you know pulled by pulled back by the RTA for a clear coat issue. You looked at it, you knew that it was going to happen. Yeah. Everyone who looked at it said, "Dude, you're never going to get past." I think I'm going to yeah. get past. Okay, well, you give it a try. Yeah. And everyone walked away shaking their head, going, yeah. "Sucker." <laughs> yeah. Well, you went as far as you could with it. It's like that's like the the. I even I even put like a little mud on, thinking that maybe I could camouflage it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this doesn't work. It didn't about, work. It did yeah, not work. Yeah, they cleaned it off. Yeah, someone said that to me. Oh, can you not just can you not just paint the underneath of my chassis for me and I'll get it to it? No, they'll rub through with that paint and check properly. Yeah. 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 No, but they do their job. Clear coat, the same thing with the UV damage that you had. It's a similar it's a similar issue with the yeah. water and uh like we just said with the ceiling in the in the interior. And once it There's starts always a car that needs it. Once it starts Oh yeah. The clear coat starts peeling, you're done for. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, really? You'll go up to it and say, oh, what's that? And you'll touch it, and then yeah. it cracks and flakes yep. off, yep. and then that's the end of it. Yeah, there yeah. you go. It all starts, and then that's when you got to get in and get it sorted yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, maybe in terms of uh, future-proofing for that, like I say, get the right kind of paint and right kind of clear coat on it, and yeah. also then maybe the uh, paint protection. So the ceramic oh, stuff, idea. the nano yeah. ceramic stuff. Now that is expensive. You can pay a couple of thousand dirhams for a large SUV or family car. But but you might pay that to paint the bonnet and the wings, and yeah. then you've got to, you know, you've then saved some money. Yeah, pretty intense temperatures here. I mean, yeah. I'm getting cover for my other Jeep in the summer. I, I, I've just decided. Although I was thinking about that, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to cover the car in the summer. And then I'm thinking, but the person who's going to have starting up my car if it's covered, that's not a good deal because that <laughs> might dissuade them from starting. It's like, oh, I can't win here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, they'll do it. They'll do yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, they'll do it. And then, then, then at least you know, uh, and it, it, it makes them more likely to go every day. Yeah. 
because they don't want to go after three days when the cover's full of dust and they're going to get really dirty doing right, it. Right, So this yeah. is a good idea. Um, battery time as well. I, I, I hear people talk about batteries. Make yeah. sure you're checking your batteries. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Went to help a friend today. He uh, bought a car, went to the RTA. He was really happy with it. Turned it off, went inside, got his certificate saying it passed, and then it wouldn't start. Absolutely really? dead battery. That's the worst luck ever. Yeah. <laughs> then... Somebody helped him out in the car park and tried to jumpstart it for Backwards? Him. Backwards. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Black is negative. Red is positive. Look hard at the yeah, terminals. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. That's it. Total. Real hard luck, yeah. Did Just it. sat there cranking and cranking and cranking with it with the wrong way around. So, not good. No. No yes. other damage? Yeah. But not major. It could have been worse. He's okay. done all right out of it in the end. But uh, could have been a lot worse. Didn't damage the alternator because it's quite a modern car, so there's protection in place for that. But the protection's quite expensive. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, great question that's come through. It says, uh, at a red light, my car seems to rev high, then come down, and then rev high past the 2.5 on the odometer, or I guess that's a tachometer. Uh, any idea what is going on? That's weird. Yeah, it depends obviously what kind of I wonder what kind of car that car is. and engine and era we're talking about. Um, it, it could be anything from a failed intake motor, so a throttle body, as mm. people might call it, to on an older car, it could be a problem with the carburetor. We mm. really wouldn't. You'd have to, it would depend on what kind of uh, yeah. engine we're talking about. But whatever it is, it needs checking because you don't want it cutting out just as you try and accelerate away from a junction or onto yeah. a roundabout. Well, exactly, and yeah. you know that sounds pretty horrible. If, uh, yeah. that, and that's kind of actually frightening when you're in a car and you, and, you know, the, it starts to rev a little bit for, yeah. for no good reason. Definitely, yeah, something you want to experience. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Another another quick one: Will tires that are not the correct size for a vehicle give a false speed reading? Potentially, unless uh, there's a um, compromise made basically where the tire size might be bigger but the rim size is smaller or oh, vice versa okay. so if you are changing the rolling radius of the wheel and tire assembly as a complete then yes the speed rating speed uh reading sorry would potentially be different yeah and that's not going to be an excuse if you get a fine someone nope. pulls you over speed and you say oh no it's the tires yeah no like, you're not getting away with it no <laughs> there's a there's a big enough buffer yeah on the speed limit anyway you're not going to have that huge a difference but it it would potentially be enough to get you caught yeah no one wants that no also with the the crazy weather where we've been getting a little bit of a little bit of uh, inclement weather not much but if it does rain uh, check those tires because this is when you really notice if those treads have have worn out nicely because as soon as it rains since we get so little rain yeah the roads get pretty slick for a bit oh yeah with the oil and the, the the different rubbers that are just lying on top yeah and everyone that's you know people that are lucky enough to have a car they take out and camp out in the desert every weekend and they've maybe got sand tires on there you go no use to you at all as soon as a single drop of rain Mm. hits the road so definitely uh, if that's you then get your sand tires back off and away for the season yeah so it's uh yeah although we haven't had much rain at all at least in this part of the Mm. Emirates. so We'll see what happens. Yeah. Who knows? We, we, it, it, March is is still to come, so <laughs> this could be the month that there is, you know, just a, a little drop of water wouldn't be bad. Yeah, well, I, I, I've got visitors next month hoping for a bit of rain to cool it down because I told them it was 38 degrees a couple of days ago and yeah. they're not happy about it. So, 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 you know, one of the things that I, I always 
dislike about rain, and this is because we don't get so much here, is you know, the, the 10-year-old Wrangler, one of the parts of the roof, that I think maybe a piece of the rubber needs to have something added to it, but it's fine because it yeah, never rains. It really but when rain, it does it? rain, I get a little leak. When it rains, you're always in there <laughs> having your hair washed. Having exactly. Your to work. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 that's when you notice things. I mean, and again, um, beware of these. I mean, especially when you're driving, we talk tires. Beware that even if yeah. you've got four-wheel drive, you've got all-wheel drive, yes, of course, that does mean that you're going to have some traction as long as the rubber is connecting to the ground. Exactly. Yeah. Four-wheel drive with no rubber touching, so if you're hydroplaning through a puddle, you're done for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Four-wheel drive will help you from a start to go, but it won't help you stop. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So just beware of that. And of course, we've got our ABS, ABS systems, which do also help to an extent, which is which is yeah. good. Yeah. But the, you see, the thing with ABS is that if you know how to use it, it's good. Yeah. But nobody goes on training courses for it. Mm. So it actually increases the braking distance of a car. Yeah. A car without ABS or next to a car with ABS at full brake. The car without ABS on you know favorable road conditions with good tires matching the car without ABS will stop much shorter distance than the car with but mm. the car with ABS can steer around an object that's yeah. in the way um, but anyone in that sort of situation firstly they've probably never felt their ABS work before so they're panicking already because first they're having to slam on the brakes there's something about they're hitting, about to hit yeah. then they feel their pedal vibrating and they think what the heck's happening there's a yeah. noise so they're not going to think about steering out well, of the way I think the first time I ever hit the brakes really hard the ABS kicked in it was like you know it's it's a clunking sound it's uh, yeah. a, and it's like whoa yeah. <laughs> these brakes are total yeah, literally pushing <laughs> your foot the other way yeah, yeah. and it is it, it's one of those things that we did as apprentices we got taught when we were learning about brakes and ABS we got taught how to use it and then we learned the theory and it's something that's not been needed by me fortunately yet but I'm happy to know that I would know and if there is anyone interested in it then maybe try and find a way of getting out there and learning about it because yeah. if you can use ABS then it will save save you an accident potentially there we go it's the call-in show for auto repair. You got questions, queries, comments about your vehicle. Glenn is in the studio from GT Auto Center. This is the car clinic. Glenn is here from GT Auto Center. We're fixing cars. We're, we're offering you advice. We're talking you through issues. You name it. If it's going on with your vehicle and you've got to get it into the workshop and you want to just run it by Glenn to see what does he think it might be the issues, what are some of the implications, give us a call. Yep. Get on the SMS line. We're here. Um, Adel's come back and he says, can you please briefly let us know how does ac- how actually does ABS work? Mm. I never thought that I really don't know how it works or how it's used. Yeah, so we touched on this before the break and um, yeah. it's strange because people think, oh, my car's got ABS, so that means the brakes are better than yours. It doesn't. Exactly. I want to I want to jump in on one thing because when I learned how to drive, which is not so long ago, but <laughs> my vehicle didn't have ABS. Yeah. And so one of the things that you would do going into a light or into a situation where you're slowing down, especially if you had to slow down quick, you would pump the brakes. Cadence. Yeah, yeah cadence. Yeah. You don't do that with ABS. No, it does it for you. Yeah. So basically, ABS, anti-locking braking system, is the the uh, description of the letters, and pretty much. It does exactly what it just said. So when you slam the brakes on because you're approaching the back of a truck because you're not paying attention. Yeah. So this isn't just applying lots of pressure. This is, you know, you are giving it full oh, yeah. down to the metal oh, yeah. emergency stop situation. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have ABS, and I don't, do, does any vehicle now come without ABS? I can't think of one now. Not not one that manufactured now. Ford Fiestas maybe. I think they all have ABS. Yeah, yeah. Have, and it's relatively inexpensive now. Right. 
And so, so and and to get through uh, crash tests. Right. Need so back in the day, and it, there might be a few of us who are still here who didn't have ABS in those vehicles, when you put the pedal to the metal and the brake and slammed it on, your brakes would screech. I mean, we're talking lock yeah. up the brakes, you're sliding. Tires are skidding. Yes. Yeah. So th- this is the situation that happens. You press the brake full, as hard as you can, as quickly as you can, trying to stop as soon as you can. And as the tires run out of grip, so the road can no longer, the, the momentum of the car can no longer keep the wheels rotating through the friction between that and the tyre, um, the brakes lock, and then if you turn the steering wheel, it's like you're on rails, like you're yeah. on train tracks, so you cannot steer and you're skidding. Now, as we said, that is a very efficient way to stop in a straight line, very, very efficient. The, the sound, the heat mainly um, that is created by that stops the car very quickly. But what happens with ABS is it tries to give you the ability to not lock the brakes so therefore you can then steer around an obstacle or an object in the road so you're trying to stop hitting the truck you realize you're going to hit it and then you can steer to the right or the left at the last minute the way it does that is the ABS has sensors on all four wheels and they are measuring the rotation of each wheel when you press the brake quickly and hard if one of those or any of those wheels start to show a speed that is less than a certain speed so let's say one if it's less than one could be any one mile or one kilometer per hour and goes to the zero it will reduce the pressure of the brake on that wheel it could be one wheel two three or all four and it basically does that by closing off the valve so when you press the brake pedal you're basically pushing a piston which is pushing fluid to each corner of the car to each wheel um, and there's a valve that will close and the pump in the ABS system will pump the fluid back and then you cannot give any more pressure to that brake and it stops it skidding. Um, now ABS still skids because it doesn't act quickly enough so you'll skid but if you see a, a skid mark on the road for an ABS equipped car it's uh, skid, no skid, skid, no right. skid, skid, no skid and that then means that in the no skidding part of that uh, event you can steer. Yeah. So it does increase the braking distance on a straight test, but you can avoid objects in the road. Mm. Um, so essentially, you should never lock up and lose control with ABS. You shouldn't. No, mm. you shouldn't. And if it malfunctions, then you will. Now, we learned about ABS very, very in-depth. We had issues with, with some ABS systems that we were And, that, and that's using. the other thing. It's not a unique system, as in every vehicle has an identical ABS system. There, no, are, yeah. there are lots of variety. So what you'll find is um, we had, uh, from, from my experience in the agency, new cars, and they went from brand to brand. So there may have been a Bosch system, which you'll find on the car I worked on, that you might have found on a different branded car which would have effectively been the same system worked in the same way but another vehicle might have a system made by Thieves and another system might have one made by Siemens so they're they're different manufacturers for these systems which use the same principles but they might be managed and monitored in different ways Uh, but uh, ABS takes a lot of uh, factors into account and if these things can't be measured by sensors and, and receivers properly then the warning light will come straight on and then ABS won't work it'll mm. default to not working okay so yeah. 
So if that is happening, get it checked. Definitely uh, get it checked. When when we were the thing is with ABS that, that we we were always told that the average cycle of an ABS system in a car that was expected to last 15 years, the ABS would have been activated at the most three times on average. So most people really? will never use it. Um, we always try and run the system when we're doing a major service to make sure it works. You can do that electronically. We don't have to drive the car and do it because that's quite dangerous potentially, but we can do it electronically just to make sure it's working. Well, Alex Capra Murdoch, she'll bring it over to the track. <laughs> yeah. She'll give it a good yeah, test exactly, for you. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, she probably doesn't, you know, she doesn't want ABS because she doesn't want to have that. <laughs> she wants to turn it yeah, off. No ABS, no ESP, everything. So get it. Get it raw and how it should be. But, uh, no, it, it's a very good thing. Um, and I'm sure people use it here because we get a lot of sudden stops and traffic and tyre blowouts and what have you on the roads here. So I'm sure it gets used here more often than maybe it was in Europe where I was getting my data from. But it still is something that until you actually know how it works and that it what will happen when you operate, it could take you by surprise on the road. You almost want to have a little track behind the auto dealers. And when they hand over the keys, they pull you out, they you know take you on a little bit of wet road, they, they give you a sense of how does this vehicle work. Mm. You know, we, hopefully, when you've taken your driver training, there's been a, maybe a little defensive driving included. But again, you know, it, it, the, the car you're in is not your car, mm. and a lot of people don't want to drift in their own vehicle. Uh, it's, it's it's kind of a catch-22. Yeah, that used to be my part of my job in the UK. When someone bought a new car, explaining it to them in the showroom, uh, I didn't get to pull the cover off and unveil it, which was unfortunate, but I had to do the uh, stuff after that. And then sometimes we go for a drive, but... Um, it was a specified request for uh, the kind of experience you talked about mm. where you do that. But I remember a friend of mine who worked for another brand and we shared a facility in Milton Keynes and he had done a similar thing with a new car and explained how they were going to do the test, perform the test and then let the owner, the new happy owner do it. And the ABS test was to hit the brake and turn through two obstacles and go yeah. through the, the middle of them and they uh -huh. decided that they were going to panic and not turn and they just took their brand new car straight through a pillar and um, yeah the pillar won oh. a brand new car less than 30 minutes in the possession oh. of the new owner so <laughs> these things have to be treated with a little bit of uh, respect yes yeah, yeah. oh man I, I can I can feel the tears oh yeah <laughs> yeah Chazelle's uh, come through and says, uh, "Good evening, gents. I'm looking to get brake caliper covers or painted uh, to paint the caliper covers. I guess that are in place now. Ones to jazz up the vehicle a little bit. Are there any risks involved with putting covers on or painting covers? We don't want to cover calipers, okay? Um, because calipers and brakes get very hot, and they could also trap uh, dust, mm. anything stones off the road, grit." Um, moisture. We don't want to do that. Paint and calipers is fine. It, it happens a lot. You can buy cars from the factories, from the manufacturer that will paint them. Yeah. Sporty. But don't version. cover them. But I wouldn't recommend covering them. I mean, the cover could fall off. Yeah. It can fall into the brake. Uh, we we don't want to cover anything there. We don't want to add any kind of dirt trap or yeah. moisture trap to brakes and also something that could then fall off and into the brake. Yeah. It's not a good idea. But painting them is fine. Not an issue as long as it's high temperature paint. There you go. Go for the paint. Don't go for the covers. No. It's that simple. Yeah. Car Clinic's a program. Glenn is here. Answers to your automotive questions. 
are ready to be given. Glenn is here from GT Auto Center. He's offering you advice on car repair. It's that simple. Uh, here's here's another great uh, text that's come through. Is it advisable to have a cracked windscreen changed at the agency with genuine parts, or can I go for a second-party vendor? So, I mean, obviously, these are, there's a lot of services. I've had these done all the time. Yeah. Uh, the guys will come in the car. Come they'll do it right in the work, garage. Home. They love yeah. the Wrangler because there's not much to deal with. It's, yeah. it's an easy fix. Yeah. 15 minutes, they've got it on, new yeah. one. And the last time I've had this done, I've had several windscreens <laughs> done. Fortunately, my insurance covers it yeah. 100%. And the last time I had it done, it was a Mopar windscreen. Hmm. So unless it was a counterfeit Mopar windscreen, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that it's original. It's original, yeah. They put on original parts. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the key thing to remember is obviously, yeah, we'll always we'll always say you know genuine. We'll stand by the manufacturer. It's the best that you can put on the car. But yeah. there are alternatives out there. The important thing with windscreens and any glass on the car is the type of glass it is, mm. and that should match from the original one to the one you put on if it isn't original with the quality and standard marks. Make yeah. sure it's the right level, and there are different ones, and, and it needs to be the right one to make sure that it's not a danger to you or anyone else in an exactly. accident. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you don't even have to go to the agency for genuine. You know, We fit windscreens at our place, and if we fit them, and the we want to fit a genuine, the customer wants to fit a genuine, we'll fit a genuine one. We'll buy it from the agency and we'll fit it. If they want to go for a non-genuine, we'll, we'll fit a non-genuine one, one that we know is up to the job, and that'll be the same everywhere. Hmm. Putting a windscreen on, I didn't realize how complicated it was. I mean, I, I watched the guys do it. I mean, just getting through the the gunk that is yeah. the, the, the glue, in a sense, that holds it in place. Yeah. Big job. It is, and not such a problem on the Wrangler, like you no. say, quite an easy. There's not a task lot of molding to take off. Yeah, but um, it is, and, and on some of the higher end cars, the, the the issue then is remembering not to slam the door closed on the car when it's not cured the sealant on the glass, and then the, because if you do do that and you haven't got the window down, the pressure will pop the windscreen back out. Nice. Then you've got a problem, and there I did the exact problem. same exact same thing within a month of starting my apprenticeship in the UK. And I was not popular in the body shop for weeks. <laughs> so it does happen. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you definitely want to make sure you've got windows down when you do it. So when you do close the doors, you don't have that problem. That was, what vehicle was I driving recently that it actually did that automatically? It was It's a feature built into the, the vehicle with the electronics that when you're closing the doors, it puts the window down just a bit and then puts it back up. It'll I, be a coupe or a cabriolet because it has yeah, to drop out of the, yeah. the roof guide. You know what? I think it was a Ford Mustang. Yeah, yeah coupe exactly. door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's another good one. My AC tech is telling me, who's got an AC technician that they keep on on call? Love it. That's brilliant. Yeah, my AC tech is telling me I have an issue with a compression hose. Does that sound correct? And what are they talking about? We have some issues communicating. <laughs> Clearly. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, the old classic sort of compression. Different hose. terms for different parts: brake, disc, brake rotor. Wing, quarter, these kind of things. So, fender. So you'll there get, we go. Yeah, I was going to make you something about remember, the wings. I was trying to remember the wrong word. I was going to say something about the wings, but I thought, I'll let it go. <laughs> oh, I'd love to have wings on my car, though. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you'll get this. Basically, compression hose. The way AC works, it has high pressure, low pressure. It's changing the state of a refrigerant. One side of the system is high pressure. One is low pressure. The way it gets high pressure is it compresses the refrigerant. Um, just compressor does what it says. It compresses things. And the hose from the compressor that then goes to the condenser 
uh, that would be termed the compression hose. I wouldn't personally use that. That would be the high pressure hose between compressor and condenser. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of the, our discussion, it is as good a term as any, and it, 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 it's accurate. It, it's the only one where you know it's coming from the compressor to the condenser, so it, the, the, it's compression hose. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a good term. Reasonable to say there's a problem in it. Obviously, it's the one under the most pressure. Uh, there is rubber parts in there. Uh, connected to the metal parts so those crimping joints can fail the rubber can fail and will fail over the life of the car for sure 100% so that is legitimate if it's leaking it will leak quickly when the AC is running so definitely a possible problem and an absolute specialized part as well and there in fact there are there are folks who that's all they deal with is yeah. hoses that are under pressure there are two huge hose companies yeah. within walking distance of our shop at GT and they're always busy yeah. and and we'll take them hoses we'll always say you know if, if we've got a problem with a hose we can buy a new one or we can repair this one and invariably the repair is quicker unless we have the new one on hand and 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 like I say these companies are huge their warehouses are massive and they are stacked mm. with work so mm. it's it's a specialized trade but it's it's very accessible mm. very good Here's a great one. Uh, I had a starter replaced on my 2010 Camry. Now it won't start. <laughs> had it for only a day. Maybe the starter is sucking the battery dry or question mark, question mark, question mark. Mm. Uh, well, what it, starter replaced. what it sounds like to me, and I don't know, I haven't got the car with me, but you may more likely have a problem with a connection on the battery or uh-huh. the starter itself. So you've taken the starter off to replace it with a new one, and in doing so, you've perhaps disturbed the cable that goes from the battery to the starter, and it's started. Fantastic. Uh, changing the starter motor, you also, as well, will disconnect the battery to do that, otherwise you're going to get a nasty shock when you pull the cable off. So there could be an electrical issue with the ignition system that means that you can't get power to the starter motor and in disconnecting the battery you've maybe reset that and then you've started it and it's been fine and then the next day it won't so it's something more involved here uh it could be simple as a poor connection on the battery mm. and it's worth checking it especially if you've had some of those parts yeah. worked on yeah they would have disconnected the battery yeah maybe something has come loose maybe something you just never know exactly you could you could even have a uh, starter wire that's starting to break yeah. they do break and uh, I, I've seen it a lot, so it, it could be that. And in, in the removing and refitting, it's given a good contact again, and then it's settled into its broken state, yeah. and then you don't have any start function. So you need to know why it's not starting. Is it cranking over? In that case, it's nothing to do with the battery or the starter motor, or is it not? And if it isn't, is it because the um, solenoid on the starter motor isn't getting power to supply the starter motor? Uh, its movement to then engage with the engine. So you have to think about this thing, but it sounds to me like tr- retracing your steps will probably come up with a solution. There we go. So, uh, And if, you are, if you're not the person who's doing that and you've done it at the garage, go back and have a yeah. chat with them. Get yeah. in touch with them. And say, and let hey, us know what they say. And yeah, we, I'd love to hear what, yeah. the, what the solution to that one was because... Yeah, you know, always looking to have an idea with the old the, the old babies that I'm driving. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Realize they're ten years old. When was the old? last starter motor you changed? I, I, you know what? That's the thing. Touch wood, never. Oh. So I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what I'm saying every day. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> never oh. had to do the starters on oh. either of them. Okay, I'll uh, preemptively order <laughs> a couple. I'll keep them in. You know, two two hundred seventy thousand on one of them. That's uh, that's good. 
Yeah. It's real good. It's real, real good. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> you know, we, we don't talk about Andrew Thomas's vehicles. And oh, he's on, it. he's on the show next oh, because oh, inevitably yeah. we talk about something. His vehicle is the ghost vehicle then, <laughs> and he has all the issues. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've mentioned it again. I'm really yeah. sorry, Andrew. And we've tied your vehicle into yeah. it, and you're not even having that yeah. problem yet. I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, I absolutely enjoyed having you come in. GT Auto Center is where you can find Glenn. Uh, that's where he is during the day. Joins us every week at this time to talk about your automotive issues with your car. You need something fixed, repaired, not sure what the sound is, what that odd smoke is. Glenn can probably help you get an idea what's going on. And he does it without actually seeing the car. So, of course, there's a big asterisk behind mm-hmm. that advice because we're not seeing anything. It's just going with your descriptions. Yeah. But appreciate you coming in. Appreciate everyone hanging out and listening in as well. Great as always. See you well, next week.